How are you? How is it? It's a challenge. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's like it's good. It's like it's 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 definitely like a sipping cocktail just for um, just for spend like it. It takes you about an hour to get through one of those. Which you know, I'm a it's, spy. It's kind of I'm going to be sitting by this bar stool for the next half an hour. Mm-hmm. Better order me a Negroni. So yeah, hello everyone. Welcome to Functional Alcoholism Hell. I am Denard Dale, aka I... Defunct's nickname. Not Defunct. I still do the blind monkey thing. I think half the time. Mm. Basically, if it feels illegal-ish, or if I say I'm going to kill the president more than three times, I say blind monkey. And I am enjoying a daiquiri very much. He is enjoying a daiquiri very much. Did you enjoy reading all of this week's intended comic, Sam? I read much of this week's intended comic, which is pretty good considering the time that I had. Oh, ass munch. Did you ever go to class in elementary school and say, I did most of my homework? I don't know, man. Have you been commuting to an eight-hour job, you know, this entire time? And then doing it? You know what? not having the freedom at that job to read? You know what? Yes, I have. That's right. This is a podcast. Prove me fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, guys, every day I fucking commute down to... The construction shop where we build construction. And it takes me 10 hours. And then it takes me 12 hours to come back. But I still put in work for you, the people. You know, it's really... It's hard in the construction shop. You know, so there is in the construction shop, sparks. There are a lot of sparks in the construction shop, but I keep going anyway. Anyway, I'm going to take by your silence that you have admitted moral, intellectual, and somehow physical defeat. I mean, do what you will. This isn't I a court always, of law, so I know who's right do. and who's not. And it doesn't ultimately matter. Sam, there are a short list of things that matter in this world. One of them, and whether one or of not, them, as much as I wish it didn't matter, is happening on television right now. But um, <laughs> I'm not fucking watching it. I don't know, man. I'm still feeling pretty undecided. Personally, after spending five years on the International Space Station, disconnected from all human happenings due to my fucking... Not having watched TV before I went up there, you know, understood how much of a dickhead, you know, a certain person could be. Literally, not from their platform or anything like that, but just, like, watching them be a person for the last 30 years or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I specifically never got Channel 4... I also never got Channel 5, so I never saw any parodies of anything on Channel 4. <laughs> so I have really just never seen a bloated, blonde sex offender just sort of slime his way through the American landscape like some picaresque caricature of the beast hiding in all of our fucking souls. <laughs> the fucking laptop thing has got me fucking laughing even now. Like, since I fucking read about it. Fucking... Magically delicious. We need, we need another Comey thing. <laughs> think, damn it, think. think, think. Okay, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> so here's, here's what we're gonna do. Sacha Baron Cohen came swinging out of nowhere. <laughs> Interesting variation of the whole uh, October surprise concept. But there is more. October surprise, you know. Singular. Such in, the, such in the way that, you know, chef's surprise. 
A singular October surprise. Such limited thinking. <laughs> oh, man. But there's more going on in my life than political shitposting. I did not get hit with a car in the last two weeks. So there you go. There I'm I like, go, what, yeah. What, what more could a person ask for in this, in this crazy world? I mean, I could get hit by a car driven by a wealthy person. That is acceptable. We yeah, are in a relatively we, we litigious... You need to be a wealthy, responsible person who does not drive away. Oh, true, true. I'd probably just get a Tom and daisy there, huh? This is a good chance, yeah. You know, there's a lot that goes on in that book. That hit and run just sort of gets cut out of all the summaries. It's kind of weird. I have to tell you... I do like being told. Remember when they just kind of fucking buy a puppy... Just like it were nothing. I mean, I guess that very much feeds into, you know, what he's talking about, you know, with all, like, the fucking nouveau riche of, uh... Yeah, just the do what they want, when like, they want, oh, how yeah, they want. yeah, sure. A fucking puppy. Hey, here's a life. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, the, not having really examined that whole thing um, before... Literally just the second where I was thinking, oh, you know what that puppy that. is like? It's like having a Pokemon, right? We're completing the Pokemon trilogy. While we could not find the official Pokemon gag comic, we can talk about the funniest, intentionally funniest thing related to Pokemon. And no, this will not be me dumping on random shit fan fiction. No, today we're going to be talking about quality fan fiction. We can do that later. Okay, it's a Pokemon Quadrilogy. It's going to be a fun time. We should play one of those fucking fan hacks. Like, one of the dark, edgy Pokemon games. Oh, I've, I've played a couple of these stupid fucking fan Pokemon hacks. Devil. <laughs> I, no, I've, 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 um, so I've played one or two of the really fucking dumb ones where, like, you know, the, uh, the Metapods are, you know, they, they've had their name reprogrammed to penis and, you know, all the granite are called top percent. A lot of real fucking... I need fruit. to play the fucking 4chan one. Yeah, that, that, that was the one that I was playing, I, I, I guess. I think so. Yeah, it, it, it was that one. Again, a bunch of really low-hanging fruit. It's a... It's Dude, low-hanging fruit is delicious. Like, you ever just swiped a It's ripe... a little overripe large orange from the bottom of a tree and say, mmm, reeks of microaggressions. No, I don't, I don't live in California. I've never really uh, gone orange picking before. Did, did, can you even do that the way that you can go apple picking in New York? I don't know. They didn't really teach us about that at the construction store. That's a good question. Well, at the business foundry where I work. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, these conversations don't come up too often in the uh, in the business foundry where I work, so uh, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed. Fair enough, fair enough. It must be hard, like, just manually turning money into more money. Like, you just sort of rub it together like you're breeding squirrels, right? Well, what we do is that we take all the money, uh, and then, then we melt it down, uh, remove the impurities from that money, then pound it really fucking hard with, um, you know... The will of the poor? No, not their will. They don't want this. Um, <laughs> they might want the stolen money. Stolen labor... So when it comes to the business foundry and spawns of the business foundry, obviously the Pokemon Corporation is one of them. I'm sure more than one shitty rich kid has been born of the franchise, of the close-knit Nintendo Game Freak family. There's a kid, he's, his car has just sort of a, a Pikachu-shaped fender, which has hit more than one civilian. And you know, they're not 
they're not kind to convicted criminals in Japan. So to get rid of that charge, he really needs to dig deep into the wallet. But yes, this fan fiction-esque construct is called a Nuzlocke comic. Everyone's heard of it. If you were Every- a weeaboo, you'd know exactly what a fucking Nuzlocke comic is, or what a Nuzlocke run is. Okay, at least know what a Nuzlocke run is, the whole concept is for people who i don't know open shonen jump once a month and somehow found this podcast it's a sort of fan construct where you basically make a self-imposed hard mode in pokemon by making it so you can only catch the first critter you run across in an area if something faints in a battle it's dead and you put it in the box forever or you release it. or you release it. i think you're supposed to release it to get that sort of that negative bad, feeling it is fucking gone sort of feeling i uh i i, I didn't I created the graveyard box. That's fine. I, I called. I, I did it. I called it Valhalla because that's my sense of humor. And I think there are other rules. I think most of them are optional. I think there's one more mandatory rule, but I can't remember it for the fuck of me. I think it's okay. So the original Nuzlocke comic began with literally just those two rules, and then they sort of had to, you know, it, it evolved kind of like a sport where you know there are certain things you know that came up that you know you sort of have to have responses to every now and again, like um. Okay, but what about one of a kind Pokemon? Um, yeah. Or you know, are you allowed to you know sort of use a repel until you get to one specific route? Th- that sort of thing. I know it doesn't let you use legendaries except for that one that they just hand you in that one game because of the rules. A Gen Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point here is the run itself is amusing, but the real crazy ass thing that this spawned is I don't know how many of these comics people have done, but. And the guy who invented the game type also does one of these comics. Mm -hmm. But people started making either comedic or dramatized comics based on their fucking Nuzlocke Pokemon runs. And I know that concept sounds like it could be fucking wretched. But first off, the first guy who did this is hilarious and set a great tone for the idea. It does not remind me of anything so much as uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. It's that I sometimes get a little more eight bit theater out of it, but I, I totally see where you're going. Well, in terms it. of you know, like point for point comparisons. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, in terms of humor, yes, yeah, absolutely, kind of uh, a little bit closer to uh, Brian Clevenger. But in terms of what he is doing specifically and the sort of medium that it birthed, I would sort of compare it to Little Karibo and his You Give the Bridge series. I was trying to summon his name just now. I think his first name is Martin. I don't have his real name for the life of me. I'm not sure he's... Has he intentionally released his real name or is this I'm one of those internet sure, things? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like he's bylined some stuff with his real name. Okay, yeah, I forgot that after the whole fucking Team Four Star adventure, they all basically got promoted to real professional types. It's, oh, shit. I'm an entertainer now, I guess. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if someone tried to exploit anime to boost their own comedic professional profile? <laughs> what kind of what animal? Kind of <laughs> Dogs that walk like men. <laughs> That's what I'd call them. As I covetuously perch outside of Prosody's fucking window saying, will be mine. Hello, Kyrie. Anyway, so he started doing these comics, and it's a long runner. And when I call it a long runner, it is essentially as a artist slash writer taking him all the way from 10-panel stick figure comics to semi-professional comic artist. Yeah, I guess. I, I hesitate to call things long that. runner when there's so much time between updates. <laughs> like that, It feels like cheating to call it that. 
Yeah, it has been going on for the better part of 10 years. However, I think there's only 52 strips or so. Brutal. Is the Venture Brothers a long-running show in your system? It's got... Had seven seasons, so yes, it does actually count. If it wasn't for how licensing songs work, I would really take that song from fucking Iron-Blooded Orphans, like the Orphans, Nami Da thing, and just use it for little sad threnities like that, like the Venture Brothers being gone. I can't... Or the executive branch existing. I can't fucking... I, I looked it up. I This was news that I discovered, um... I think while I was at work, I was just kind of just on, a, on a quick break, and I there was just an audible, No! When I heard the news about the Venture Brothers. I had a sort of Alderan kind of thing with it. Oh, what, you just needed to sit down? <laughs> As if I heard a thousand voices scream out at once. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of wild. Super mad. Super mad. But Nuzlocke is still technically running. It's and not running, it, it's walking. It's <laughs> crawling even. Sam is a, a little disgruntled about uh about the pace. Update speed for, you know, any fucking thing. I I mean at least the Actually, I haven't checked in a while, so I don't even know if the um paranatural guy is actually releasing anything i th- i think he's still doing that arc of the new kid but i think it's strips are coming out yeah but what's important is if he wants someone sort of bender is grading his way through that narrative but the comedy has the backdrop of just these random real character deaths and he's slowly becoming judas in his mind <laughs> The whole Nuzlocke comics things is great. Also, that guy fucking loves Lost. Oh yeah, he he's uh, he's a fan. I mean, it's it's what I liked about reading um the original Nuzlocke comic is that you can tell what he's been watching lately. Yeah, like the uh, the fire red uh, arc was just full to the brim of Dark Knight references, <laughs> like specifically the Dark Knight. Because I mean, who didn't love it? Um, this is a good SF. And. Uh, <laughs> It was just like whenever he fucking encountered, you know, Gary Oak, it was just fucking bits from that movie. If you ever want to see a, uh, for lack of a better description, a Jokerfied Blastoise, this is, I think might be the only comic that can give it to you. Great, what's not the love? And then there was the other one that we read for this. So that's the funny one that we read. Then we also read a war crime. And when I describe this as a war crime, I don't mean it's a bad comic. No. I just mean that they decided that you weren't traumatized today. So we, uh, we read It's a Hard Life. It, now, granted, I have not gotten all the way through It's a Hard Life. I have. Because of, the, um, because of my, my very long hours at the business foundry and the, um, the long trip that I have to take up a snowy hill, five miles up a snowy hill, and five miles down a snowy hill. Every way. I luckily, uh... There and back. I luckily managed to find the time while I was editing Sam's voice and picking clips of Sam's voice to upload on Instagram. God, preparing sounds... a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that Sam. like That sounds like fucking torture. My voice is the most annoying one of which I know. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 
There's really nothing like listening to your own voices there. I have barely gotten used to that shit. I'm still not used to it. I'm still very, very convinced that I have a, um, not Asta-esque level annoying, um, but I'm trying to think of, like, a real person whose voice I cannot fucking stand. Everyone's got one. Or like there you can't think of your uh, personal nail on chalkboard. There was that one girl from Seraph of the End with the giant scythe. <laughs> I didn't like her voice. I don't know something about it. Was it, was, it wasn't too into her voice. No, I'm. I feel if there's anyone, if it's anyone, it's going to be you know a either current or former cast member of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know what her stand-up is like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her other projects are like. But that woman that they get to play fucking Hillary Clinton playing the piano singing Hallelujah is basically dead to me. Was that Kate McKinnon? Yes. Okay, so she gets some points. She was on the Venture Brothers a whole lot uh, back before... Back when she was um, Kate McKinnon, you might have heard of her from Saturday Night Live to Kate McKinnon, yeah, that one from Saturday Night Live. Okay. So I, I've got a good deal of respect for uh, for Kate McKinnon and her work. Hopefully I can undo that. Just trigger in the back of my brain. What is with that show's political sketches? It's like this. Up- I don't watch it anymore. Uh, because I stopped after Bill Hader and Andy Samberg left. Uh, and the only regret I ever had was that I um, I wasn't watching it live when uh, they had that, that one sketch with Adam Driver where he played the oil baron. You know, that, that was one. fun. That was, that the was undercover perfect. boss thing was good too. It wasn't even half as good as the oil baron death. <laughs> that that might have been the best single sketch that that show has had in the past thirty years. But let me take this back, despite our alcohol habits, mm-hmm. to it's a hard life. Yeah, which is basically a horror drama comedy 15% of the time because it's still it's, the Nuzlocke thing. It's fucking Samcore is what it is. In which after 15 years of troglodyte shouting, you know, it's kind of like dog fighting. Someone just slammed their fist. Was like, like, you want your oh, animal fighting? Fine. Here, here, here. Are you happy? Is this what you want? And to, to a degree, it was what I wanted. It was very uh, well rendered. I, there's this moment fairly early on in the series where um, after having suffered a horrifying loss against an enemy Ekans, the protagonist, Beedrill, uh stabs the Ekans to death and then tosses its severed head at the feet of its trainer. <laughs> that was kind of all I needed from this thing. Everything else was basically just a bonus after that. It's nice, and I guess what I really like about these two things, I guess this applies less to the, to them both as they go on, as they just become, you know, sort of deft hands at it, but they're basically two of the more fun examples of outsider art springing out of something I've seen. Yeah, it's interesting when that happens, isn't it? Just, they are, I think, I don't know if either of them can be described as de-skilled, but it's interesting, they're definitely, neither of them are, I, I, I don't think, uh, part of the community. Neither of them seems to have been, you know, trained for this or initially had that, any kind of pedigree for it. Nor do they have the fucking chip on their shoulder, you know, that is instantly fucking recognizable. 
Oh man, when you when you could just tell something's being ridden by a wounded horse. Like someone who just expected to be in Hollywood by now. God, it's <laughs> well, well no, less that, uh, more just you know the the art major tip mm. on the shoulder that I um you know having gone to a pretty artsy fartsy school myself, I um I'm very very good at picking out, and I'm pretty sure that neither the um the author of the original Nuzlocke nor the author of uh, It's a Hard Life uh, ever went to art school. Uh, they don't quite have that um do you see my vision it's less that um they don't have that wound presence that all fucking art majors do and if you are an art major you know what you know what i'm talking about and we deeply appreciate you as a survivor and viewer please don't leave us <laughs> listener why do we always say viewer i do it too because it was beaten into our fucking brains by 20 years of exclusive TV consumption. Oh my god, I, I was watching so much TV when I was 16 years old. Do you old. know what we are at this fucking age? Mm-hmm. We are like dogs trained to dig up landmines that they don't make anymore. It's true. I remember a good deal of my persona just as a young adult was based on Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yeah, that... I had to fucking write it out of myself. I had to deprogram myself um, from all of the TV that I watched. What do the numbers mean, Sam? And it, it, it took a long time. Like, I think I've just, in the past couple of years, fully gotten over, you know, my, um, my belief that I should be, like, a television character. That's what people like. That's what people will okay. find interesting. I'm glad you've uh, explored new grounds. It's actually more of an albino black sheep guy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. They sucked. But does not stolen content glitter the same way? No. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. Not That's... at all. Not, not There's something weirdly slider. fucked about stealing a Flash movie. Like something that just some fuck slaved away on in a basement between shifts for no pay he was never going to see a fucking dime from it probably not like not in those days it's hard to i mean i can glean a motive i mean obviously it's profit or attention but it's well for i guess the owners of the site there's monetization for the people on the site i I don't know some people just want to see creativity burn interesting point of comparison between these two comics other than the fact that one of them trades in references and sort of fly-by punchlines and the other one has a beadroll decapitated neckins. That's fucking sick, bro. Nuzlocke, which is sort of the archetypical Nuzlocke comic, I guess, so it Mm -hmm. makes sense that maybe it just takes a more straight line initially. Dedicates itself to sort of just hard line following the plot of the game of just the personality of the people changed. Mm -hmm. Like, just the sort of lines people say or their reactions. It's it's very much a comic form of like... I hope you enjoy your blood banana (laughs) fucko. I'm going to pay for that in time. <laughs> I have to edit this fucking peeling bullshit out or leave it in and quietly hate you and myself. I was hungry. We don't have two tracks right now. Anyway, the other comic, by fucking contrast, sort of takes the loose outline and goes to crazy town. She is basically a... Do you remember those fucking psychic kids from Elfenlied? 
Diaclonius? Yeah, she's basically just this wounded, angry animal who's... I mean, it's not about human engineering or anything, but basically one of those fucking angry bottle baby characters just wandering around spreading destruction in her wake. Man, Elfin fucking Light was... I feel like there was never... No one who watched that show was ever introduced to it in a way other than their friend being like, bro, bro, I got the most fucked up shit you gotta see. Dude, dude, Elfin Lied, I, I know exactly what you mean. Elfin is spawn for weaves. Mm. It is just married to a specific point in time. It is one of the peaks of human edge output. Uh, I have a sneaking regard for it. Um... I'm not just saying it's bad. It just definitely fills the spawn cultural niche for its. Oh no, absolutely. Um, and uh, again, being the connoisseur of edge that I am, I hate bad edge just as much as I love good edge. But I don't know that Elfin Light is Elfin Light. Whatever. I don't know that it's good edge or bad. I just have the really fucking hard time, like, getting a fucking... It's on the edge between good edge and bad edge. Well, it's definitely not forgettable. Yeah, I do remember her walking naked down a hallway, tearing people apart with ghost hands. That's the thing. Here's the thing. If it was a forgettable series, that would have happened anyway, and we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Because, you know... Forgettable series are usually are neither good nor bad, or if they are bad, it's not in a you know interesting way. But this is true to large. But I still can't decide if I like that show or not. Shit, we might have to revisit it. We might be just as confused afterwards. It's a good bet. Yeah, it might be a thing that we need to watch. I know that that family she settles in with, or couple, or whatever the fuck, are going to annoy the piss out of me again. Yeah, they kind of sucked. It's not necessarily exclusively their fault. I think it's just a character archetype I never got behind. Like, hey, so we're not part of the plot, and we're not that interesting. We're just going to be here because, you know, we sort of, as writers, assume that you're boring. So here's some more... Here's, here's, some, you know, here's some boring people for you to relate some, here's to. Here's a boring person right here. Instead of this conflicted person who, I don't know, maybe if you're cool, you project yourself onto them, but I don't know. But we know you're not. Here's here, here's boring cockalicious. Anyway, the point is, it starts with this 10-year-old kid named Robin who normally wide-eyed implies a kind of innocence. She's more wide-terror-eyed. Just yeah, constantly uh, throughout this thing. Deer in the headlights. Deer in the headlights is a thing. And it starts small with little things like an accidental fucking fatality during one of these gym leader battles. It just escalates to her being called the blood bird <laughs> in news reports about this kid wandering around. Just murdering fucking people. I remember there's a certain... There was a bit of uh, mirth that I extracted. Like, a particular bit of mirth that I extracted from just the fucking sight of Brock's dead onyx just... Oh, I left my dick off (laughs) on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) That was, uh... I got got something out of that. I think what kind of grounds both the comedic bits and the horror bits in this well it just it sort of follows the assumption that if you die or if your pokemon faints then it's dead and it follows that to its logical conclusion which is so this is the case for everyone's pokemon right <laughs> yeah so it takes... they never really touch on that in the original nuzlocke comic 
Yeah, the original Nuskalog just plays it as his guy is getting ganged in this one. Oh no. Oh it's, no, it's, it's a very much a one nothing wrong with me, two nothing wrong with me, three <laughs> nothing wrong with me, floor, etc. situation. And what sort of grounds a lot of the bits of dark humor or quasi-pathos or whatever the fuck you want from this is that it starts putting in some work in terms of like character dynamics within the core team, mm-hmm. which then makes it a little more fucked when one of them accidentally claws someone's fucking eye out because oh. it's that kind of comic... Or just Regina the rat being yeah. like, someone could be killed. <laughs> and then it's her. <sighs> oh, it makes me smile. Man. It's definitely, you know, more the uh more the iron blooded orphans to uh to the originals, uh what? Gundam Wing? Not too many people die in Gundam Wing, I, I, I realize. If you could bring levels of positivity, it would make the original fucking Nuzlocke comic G Gundam compared to this fucker. Loss is suffered in, uh... Loss is suffered. But it's always, it's always kind of, a, it's always kind of winking at you whenever it does happen. It is always somewhat funny. And, yeah. you know, when you scream, no, it's you know, like with the, with the, the least, with like just a dash or two of irony yeah it's like if you're cutting wilhelm screens behind each of these Mm -hmm. fucking deaths whereas uh over in iron-blooded hard life you know mad world the piano just starts keying in as a sand shrews fucking substitute mother bee drill gets ganked by i don't even remember what i Oh yeah, by the Snorlax that then joins their party and they treat it like a political fucking prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking best. Yep. <laughs> you look like you have a deep thought, Tovarich. One day I will I will learn what that is a reference to. Command and Conquer. It means comrade. They said it all the time. Cool, cool. Didn't play too many, uh, too many strategy games before I turned 23. Um, that is when I started playing Civ Five, which is the only strategy game that I have ever played, I'm pretty sure. I think you could get by an entire legit hardcore gamer career only playing Civilization Five. I call it the Skyrim of uh, of strategy games. Oh god, no, this is like the second time we've gone on a tangent about Civ Five. It is a deep black hole. I don't know. Maybe we can squeeze an episode of it and figure out a way to make up a weed themed run of it or something. I do have a brief actually tangent. It's related like to Japan. Nobunaga, at least. Like a Nobunaga run or something? We have to get closer. We have to try harder. That said, I did do a Nobunaga run in Civ fucking five. We've done this. No, no. This this particular story that you're about to tell is present on that earlier bit about Civ Five. Oh my God! I just realized about, that... you're, you're about to talk about the resource poor island, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. Like that. That's been not. It's not just been a story you've told before. It's a story you've told on this podcast before. Okay, everyone. Welcome to Eternal Recurrence Hell, and uh, my <laughs> it name really is, is Hell. My name is Adenar Dill, and we're going to be going through our top five anime of the 2010s. Uh, right after we talk about this really funny show that we uh, watch called Handshakers. Oh man, <laughs> man Handshakers! What a, what a what a fucking train wreck! 
What a modern classic. Can we revisit Handshakers? Would you die? You would like whatever. It's it's entertainingly terrible. There's a sequel. There's a sequel. I know there's better. a sequel, and I've, apparently it's somehow worse. What? How? Does that's what I've heard. Does I, his I, hand I, grow a dick? I don't. It's, it's not like a ubiquitous thing. It's just at least one source I've I've uh, conferred with calls it worse. I don't know if the atmosphere can survive that. I think global warming is going to occur more quickly because there's a worse <laughs> Handshaker sequel. That is an ecological fucking disaster. There are quite a few anime out there that are. Now, since we're talking about Nuzlocke this episode, I actually have a personal Nuzlocke story. You know, allegedly. Allegedly talking about this episode. I had one conversation on 4chan, because this is how I spent my youth. I think it's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. Half of the comedic internet is basically just a diaspora of 4chan. The other half is something awful. Yeah, that was a bad... Honestly, to use a really fucking obtuse history reference, you know, uh, 4chan is the Carthage to to something awful's Phoenicia. Fair enough. But yeah, do go on. I was on CO, and I used to do... Uh, they used to call it strip slang, I think was a slang term, but basically you would uh, edit terrible sort of Cape comic events. Mm-hmm. And I did it for Injustice for All. And he actually commented on a, one of my Injustice for All threads saying that my bullshit motivated him to finish his bullshit with my Phoenix. Well, not not that hard, because it's not finished. He oh, finished wait, no, my Phoenix. Phoenix, my Phoenix. Yeah, 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 okay. So, if you want to know who the genius who inspired Nuzlocke's modern success is, it is Denard, opening quote, blind monkey, closing quote, Dale. And I take full credit for anything good that ever happens in his life going forward. And I want you to know, you owe me. (laughs) And at WrestleMania, I'm going to show the world... (laughs) What happens when it forgets me? <laughs> Let's see. I um, I like I like the siege reloaded. That was that was my favorite one. Siege reloaded was a good time. I think it peaked with the concept of plan blood drowning. For those of you not in the nizzy know of the Denard Dale expanded universe, siege was a Marvel Comics event, very related to Pokemon, very related to anime. And the concept was that Norman Osborn runs the equivalent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he is using it to invade Asgard. Which, yes, is Norse heaven. It's still Asgard. And people have gotten really fond of destroying it in recent years. They really have. They really have. And I guess Norman tried it first and sort of did it first. He sort of dicked his way into it. Wait, no, hold on. Did that happen before, before Reed Richards did? Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the real important thing here is that I photoshopped Oh, yeah, Reed it. Richards destroyed Asgard once. <laughs> also, that, also, that happened. Just, you know, fun fact. But I, I photoshopped all the dialogue, all this, put in my nonsense, and it was great. It was minorly internet famous. I couldn't leverage that into this, and I will always stare across the chasm. But, hold on, I just heard a little tumbling down thing in the background. <laughs> no, we do what we can. I do what I can. Don't you do what you can, Sam? Not really. Would you ever consider doing one of these Nuzlocke comics? Photoshop sounds like it's really hard. Oh, I hadn't considered that. It is really hard. It is hard to put an effort to do things. I don't know. I could probably come up with a script for it and then just kind of like shove it at Morgan and have them do it. 
<laughs> yeah, you'll get that one done before twenty fucking twenty four. It it could happen. We'll you know, see chaos if have, theory. You'll see if they have time between that commissions, the comic you already have them making. Which like I think the uh the the soft goal is we'll get it started by the time we're thirty, and I quote both of us. <laughs> Brutal, brutal but that's coming up that's coming up so you know what you're gonna be seeing that in a year and a half that's right everyone this entire episode exists as a plug for the pulse of nope, the nope that's that's only the working title uh we don't have an actual title yet. as a plug for name indetermined making this ad worthless it'll happen i believe in you I believe in you. I mean, you know, the lockdown just like was how... just great for me because I managed to fucking write an entire org of it. Oh my god. I love being lead lockdown profiteer. I'm not going to say that I want it back, but I wanted more time. I only had three months. I wanted six. Those three months, I lost like 15 pounds. Me too. I don't understand how people like gained weight. I was just... I I couldn't go out to eat, <laughs> and I don't believe in uh, deliver. Oh, okay, so that's how. Cool. I guess everyone else was just making prison fitness jokes, and they do not live by the sword. See, I wasn't doing prison fitness anything. I just like was sitting around and playing video games. Except I wasn't also eating. It was just the it was just the playing video games. And turns out, you could you could play video games all day, and as long as you're not <laughs> eating the way that I kind of wasn't eating at all. That's a decent way to lose five or ten pounds, which is exactly what happened to Wait, me. Wait, you've never heard of thumb cardio? It's totally a classic. They used to keep Game Boy Colors next to shake weights. <laughs> you know, back when TV existed and that joke was current. <laughs> ah, man. You should really finish It's a Hard Life, by the way, because it just keeps hammering that Shinji Ikari button. I'm sure. It, uh... In fact, there's a, a sand true, which becomes a sand slash, so mm-hmm. I guess spoiler, it doesn't just get insta-gibbed. That really just does go through a whole fucking Shinji Ikari thing of I must not run away, I must <laughs> not run away See, from I think... conflict to conflict until it becomes the trauma warrior again. That's more of a um, Evangelion rebuild kind of thing, but that happens to it too. Well, I remember being about a dozen or so strips into this thing and being like, Okay, so it's going to be like this Mm -hmm. the entire time. Oh man, there's 800 strips of this, and it's going to be like this for every single one of them. You could just loop one of those Vietnam soundtracks over half this fucking thing. Just like any amount of Credence or... Yeah, any amount of Credence or... Country Fish or... Yeah, just every movie someone makes after they've seen fucking Apocalypse Now... I like Joe and the Country Fish. They went to Woodstock, and no one remembers who they are. Something I noticed that's consistent across these two, and I think one other Nuzlocke comic I read, though I can't remember the fucking name of it, is everyone just seems to have fun with the fucking concept of a Lieutenant Surge. How so? Hi, I'm a lightning-themed veteran who now runs this athletic <laughs> facility for <laughs> fucking kids to come fight with their magic dragons. It is pretty How funny. are you doing? Oh, oh, did you know? that lieutenant surge has nazi origins no fucking way what fun okay well if you think about it right lieutenant surge clearly very clearly based on guile 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 yeah guile 
Like, very clearly. Yeah. Not even very clearly, but, like, it's been stated. Based on Stroheim from part two. Therefore, Lieutenant Surge has Nazi origins. <laughs> Lieutenant Surge is covering up some tattoos, folks. You heard it here first. We believe in the power of journalism here on Weeaboo Hell. God, they never had, they never came up with a more fun name than Lieutenant Surge. Everyone just had like a name name. No, Crasher Wake. Crasher Wake was the only other gym leader who had a fun name. What type was Crasher Wake? Crasher Wake was Big Van Vader and he trained water types. That's wonderful. It was the best shit. Gen 4 is underrated. We've, we've gone over this. I wonder if in the long run I'll get more hate mail about threatening the health and safety of the leader of the United States of America or or just defending Gen 4. Knowing internet people, I really feel like the Gen thing might be the leader. Could be. I I just think it was good and that the music from it was good and that the character designs for all the, you know, like, name characters were good uh, and that Sinnoh was an interesting continent and yes, there were a couple of way-to-the-fuck-too-long routes early on in the game. Mm. I know. And that Bidoof kind of sucks. <laughs> yes. But if you can get past a couple of those things, I think it was a very worthwhile gen. Wait, was Bidoof one of those pink things or one of those sort of zigzagoon ratatata fucking It was things? like a, one of those guys, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it did. I mean, or it, it looks like a squirrel, right? It's not a squirrel. It's a uh, chipmunk. No. Beaver. It's a beaver. It's a beaver. Okay, okay. And it looks real shitty. <laughs> Like, I get it. I get it. You look at this thing. You know, this is the first thing you encounter. I'm doing this bit again. I swear to God, this bit exists. It exists on Weeaboo Hell. Like, it's been in a previous do it, episode. Do it. Do it. No, we go. The only way through forward is through. And you see it, and it sucks. <laughs> Incredible. Gen 4 was also the generation where um, the various cries that these Pokemon have ended up being real funny sometimes. Oh, I remember those squeaks and squabs. Like like in Gen 1, right? Half of them were all the same sound anyway because they had a very limited soundboard, right? So um, you will notice that um, Metapod and Abra make the exact same noise. Uh, and this is true kind of across the board for many different Pokemon, right? Why in wouldn't Gen a bipedal two... humanoid make the same sound as a cocoon? Um, because, because, again, they have Oh, they very... sound like a wall pedal? Yeah, okay, the whole game sounded like a wall pedal. Yeah, uh, the limited resources that they were dealing with. Remember, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue. Pokemon was not Pokemon yet. It was, you know, ba- a kind of a weird crossover between The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in Gen 2, you know, the Pokemon cries sounded, you know, more idiosyncratic. And same goes in Gen 3. And then Gen 4... You know, the, the you know, 64-bit or whatever the fuck technology got to the... It, it was more than 64-bit at that point, I'm pretty sure. It got to the point... Though I could be wrong. It got to the point where they could have things sound like anything they wanted to have them sound. They had a lot more Gigazorps to work with. And so, you know, you had a couple of just now very well-remembered Pokemon sounds, like a Starly, like... Or the um, fucking Cricketune. You know Cricketune, right? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking great 
amazing. Because you just have to imagine it can like coming out of the grass and being like, dilly, 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 woo. I think like I've... the fucking dodo from that Porky Pig cartoon. It's one that sounds like one of those special fucking things that loops back to terror. <laughs> At least in universe, like in kayfabe, you hear that thing and something just clenches. It's got terrible stats, so there's nothing to actually be afraid of. Oh god, they can just huck a rock at it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an evolved Pokemon, so it's worth some decent uh, XP. So it's good to kill it. <laughs> Born to be sacrificed, <laughs> much like Audino. Oh, oh man, Audino is a sub. Fan theory, head cannon, <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called. They just appear because they want people to beat the shit out of them. They take out the ball gag right before they jump out. <laughs> Hello, trainer. Are you ready for some innocent battle? Oh, yeah. Capture me. <laughs> no, there's no, there's there's no, no need cap- to capture yeah. it. There's no need to capture it. Just You just beat it into unconsciousness. <laughs> X truly is going to give it to you. DMX is at least, like, the fourth most mentally ill, publicly-facing artist we just never talked about, right? I don't know. I think that, I think that list goes, goes on for longer before he shows up on it. He was pretty intense oh, with wait, it. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. That we don't talk about. That we did not talk about as he was gunning through it. Uh, okay. All right. Because the list is populating in my head right now. The like, rankings are competitive. Yeah, okay. I will agree until, you know, research has proven otherwise. Don't send me Kanye in the comments. That's all people fucking talk about with that chud. Like, every single fucking time he has a manic streak. Like, I I know. I know. (laughs) Everyone knows. That's why he doesn't count. He's exempted from the category. Anyway, party people. I'm running out of shit to talk about. As we can see, uh, Sam longs to return to the liquor cabinet, and I have to return to the construction store. It has been wonderful communing with you, as always. I hope you found us semi-entertaining. Once again, I am Denard Dale. I am Sam Legault. And this was Weeaboo Hell. The Fuck 12 inning. The Fuck 12 inning. Fuck 12 reloaded. Two Fuck 212. June was a long way away, but Fuck 12 even still. It's Weeaboo Hell. Has Fuck 12 replaced It's Weeaboo Hell? Almost, whatever. See you guys later.